good 4K, I'm telling you that they must. They must be connoisseurs of 4K. The juice. What are we watching? <laughs> Who's this? Tim Dillon. Tim Dillon's hilarious. Ooh. Why'd you get me a regular? What is a regular even? Okay, cool. What's that? This is who you are? Okay, I'm ready. In real life? What? You're just uh, zoned out all the time? Cool. I'm not zoned out. That's cool. I'm just bored. I'm going to get... Oh, yeah? You're bored? Of yourself? Have, has this started yet? It's on, baby. This is, Welcome to the this show. This is the show? Yeah. <laughs> My show that's better than your show. What's your show? <laughs> why, I'm a shithead. Why, why, why did you turn the camera on and now you're an asshole? I'm a dick now? <laughs> yeah. Because we got to shit on your show. I'm kidding. We don't have to shit on your show. What is your show? My show? Yeah. Who are you? The Toronto Comedy Podcast. Yeah, why'd you call it that? Um, I really like the logo. The uh, Why did I call it the Toronto Comedy Podcast? Because yeah. I'm a Toronto comedian and I'm doing a podcast. Ban Bankus? Yeah. I like the logo. The uh, the shout out lips. Yeah. I, I mean, I just cool. hired somebody to make it and it looked cool. Wow, we're really Canadian, eh? Ooh, is that what a regular is? Yeah. What is that? It's one. You don't know what a regular is? No. Milk Not even joking. Milk and sugar, cream and sugar. One, one, yeah. Wow, mm. it's delicious. This is how you start? Yeah. Or are we just—it's a rolling start. You're you um you're one of two people now. It's like a ra- it's like a you're one of two Forza people. when you're in yeah. one of those three, two, one when three, the car's two, already in. moving. Yeah, you're in. You're one of two people that have been concerned with the way the show operates. <laughs> you're like, what is it on? <laughs> So you don't say hello. You don't say welcome. We don't need that here at the Don't Be Sorry <laughs> headquarters. <laughs> none of that. None of that is. You know, for the, we're doing this for the view viewership of of countless Italian yeah. fans. Oh, you have a, this is an Italian podcast. A lot of women listen to this. Women listen to this. A lot of women. Oh, so they. This must be funny then. <laughs> I love you. I really do love you. No, I, sometimes I'll forget to even introduce who the person is. That's that's great. Are you gonna introduce me? Do you, I feel like you need it for you who you are as a human being? Like for my ego? Yeah, and I want you to be happy. Just for you know the professionalism <laughs> of the podcast. Well, man. this Ben Bankus. <laughs> who, who you tell us who you want us to know you as? I like that better. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. No. No. Well, I mean. <laughs> All right, we're with a guy. And he's going to introduce himself <laughs> on my podcast that you, I haven't even you, started yet. You, how amazing would that show be if it was an actual radio show? If the guy came on and then you're just like, let him. All right, go. here go we on. are. What's your name, buddy? Tell him who we are. All here right. We are. <laughs> Welcome to 103.5, Peter Burrow's favorite comedy radio station. This is the interview yourself show at. Uh, how long uh, have you been doing this? The show? Yeah. Oh, you're, it's a twist? You're going to interview me a little bit? Well, I don't know. You're not I asking s- any questions. I started this show in my room. Oh, that's a hearty take on that. Were, were you okay in the washroom there? You, I took a big <laughs> shit in your you, house. You said this. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's because I, I wanted to be done, but it wasn't. Yeah. I don't like toilet humor. You don't like toilet humor? No. I wanted you to be done quicker too, but I, you know, sometimes you can't have it all the ways. I, my problem is I, I shit at the rate that I, I read. Are you, as soon as you get on the toilet, you're just. Yeah. I mean, what, what else would I do? 
Sometimes, concentrate? Well, no. Yeah, I mean a little bit. I'm very uh, focused on like it coming out smoothly. I almost look at every shit like giving birth. You know, like I'm a doctor who's done a lot of them. Like, yeah, I'm not amazed by it anymore, but I do a good job. Yeah, I mean, if that makes sense. I used to have a joke about shitting. Do you have your camera kit covered? Because you think the government's. I used to not. I used to not be one of those guys, but uh, I I watch porn. This is my. uh, I watch porn on this device. But who? Like, what are they gonna do with your video footage? I'm gonna be straight up honest with you here. In my mind, I think that as soon as I engage in pornography on the device, I've opened up, you know how like Mortal Kombat, when they want to fight somebody, sometimes they open up a new portal just for a second. You can't get in there for the whole time. That's what I feel like happens on my computer. He's got 60 followers of this, of this podcast just and he's worried the government's watching him jerk off. I'm not concerned. I'm just, I'm conscious. Yeah. You know, I just think maybe, hey. Maybe they are. Anyway, I used to do, when I started, I did jokes about Pooping? shit. Why did you start comedy? How old are you? 27. I turn 28 next week. Oh, you're, Tuesday. you're my age. Yeah. Wow. I'm a 92. Yeah, you, uh, you come off 35. I know. It's because I'm smart. Yeah, I think that is what it is. And because I've. Probably the unhealthy lifestyle. Well, no, you just have an adult as fuck demeanor. Like you, every time I see you, I'm like, oh, oh, somebody's taxes just got freshly, freshly. I don't know. I've, um, well, I mean, it's been a long, it's been a long life. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's you know, I've been through, you know, anybody who's been doing comedy for as long as, not that I've been doing that that long, but I've been doing it fairly long for somebody who's 27, 28, eight years, eight nine years. So, um. Yeah, anybody who's doing that is going to be fucked up because comedy is a very adult thing. Like you can't like, yeah, there's, you know, we're immature on stage and stuff. We make jokes, but talk about vaginas. Yeah, I mean, talk about you talk about vaginas. I don't talk about vaginas, but yeah, you've never once brought up. uh, I have a couple of vagina. I don't I, I don't go in depth into the vagina. I know some comics like to be like fucking vaginas. Look at that thing. Looks like you. Blue, you know, looks like a shotgun blew a hole in a, you know, that's what a lot of like, or like, I, was I just, love how you're like, I don't do vagina jokes and then couldn't do a vagina bit. I can't. <laughs> no, like, but like, but it, that's like every vagina bit's like, looks like, uh, looks like predator's mouth or like, looks like, uh, somebody honestly, took a shotgun and I've blew never a hole heard in a vagina bit like a straight up, other than jam easy. Uh, and the line is you ever. Uh, you ever eat a, you ever lick a pussy so, you ever eat an ass so bad you get a liquor pussy just to get the taste out of your mouth? And that's just a jam easy classic. There's tons of vagina That would be on his rookie card. Louis C.K.'s opener did a joke about, he's like, yeah, what the, what, what's a vagina? What is that thing? It looks like an alien mouth. And it's just like, that's literally just another way of saying it looks like predator. I don't know. I just think that uh, my vagina joke, I had a vagina joke where I was like, uh, girls are always like. What's it like having a penis? Oh, wow. What's it like having a penis? I'm like, oh, it's just like having a vagina, except you feel safe. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, no, I I don't. I I mean, recently I've been less gross and more just uh, controversial. If there's a topic, I find that you go in there and, uh, you know, those chefs with two blades and they... <laughs> oh, at you the get in there and you, place? you tap and yaki the fuck out of a topic. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, like you, you rode the Justin Trudeau, like you had uh, 
like you had conquered a, <laughs> conquered a, 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 an ape. Like I was Putin. Uh, for and you, a, you were just coming in on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, Trudeau, I mean, I think that Canada is, is really weak on protecting freedom of speech. And I think we're well, really, we don't have, uh, we don't have that. Yeah, we do. No, we have freedom of expression. No, we have freedom of speech. It's in there. No, it's not. It's yeah, different. it is. Article, article two. Let's get in there. Let's look it up. I already looked it up. Already too? Yeah. But it doesn't matter. For expression is speech. It's the same thing. Well, this is... I didn't look it up, but the way it was explained to me is expression is different than freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is you could literally say whatever you want, whereas expression, uh, which was explained to me, is By? just an individual. Yeah. You know when somebody tells you something about. and you're like, you're not Canada has freedom of speech and it's not being protected because um, simply... People are, are afraid to make fun of shit in this country. And it feels like we're, what are you looking up here? I'm getting right in. I'm listening to you. I look you don't even have to, you could just type it, just type in Charter of Rights and Freedoms, Freedom of Speech. Charter. And it'll pull it up right from the government website. Ooh. I posted some of this because people, I basically, on my Instagram, I have like, I have like a five person window of people who constantly are following me and unfollowing me. Then I'll grow by fifteen randomly. And oh, then, everybody has that. That's that's the way of the game. You got there. Like, where is you it? go up? Where is the Canadian Charter Rights for Where is it? Yeah, Canadian Constitution. Click that. Right here. Yeah. I want this. And like, then go to. Just scroll down. Okay. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh, 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 it's actually like this. This is the. It's up here. This is the whole damn charter. Who wrote this? Bono. Some retard. Bono wrote this. Some idiot. Feels like a Bono surprise documentary coming out of the. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. Looks like Nova read. Scotia. The point is, whoever told you that is wrong. Well, You're allowed to say whatever you want in Canada, but it's not being protected properly by, um, by anybody. We don't. Well, have I mean, I, I originally thought so, but. Um it would make sense that a country like ours doesn't have the power you can have in America. Why would that make sense? Like if somebody told me like, hey, we don't have freedom of speech. They have freedom. Of, we have freedom of expression. They have freedom of speech. I just would believe it based on how. Well, that's the problem. Like you looked that's at. That's the exact problem is that Canadians but it's believe. believable based on our culture. But Canadians believe things. No, no, no. That's no, no, the no. problem. In don't general. extrapolate that from that. I'm just saying it's believable in the context. Like but somebody it, but saying, people people believe people people in Canada believe things that are they are told. Maybe that is much but different that's than too the general. States. Like think about it. What do you mean too general? It's too general. People believe things that they're told. It's like, yeah, maybe, but when somebody told me like we have freedom of expression, then you look at that guy in Quebec that got charged and had to pay money for his joke that he made about the uh, the kid the special needs kid, he drowned. Mm. Then you're like, yeah, okay, that makes sense to me. Like, yeah, but well, but that's nobody in the he states. He made fun of him for ten years before anything happened, and it was a, yeah. and it was a, and it wasn't like a public. It wasn't like a, the government. I'm not saying down. I it know. A, it was a lawsuit. I'm not saying I know enough. I'm saying contextually, if you were to tell me we don't have the same uh, speech freedoms, and then I look at that example, that would make sense to me. Right. Well, what I'm telling you, I don't is think that do, falls into Canadians' belief. What anything. I'm telling you is, we do have those speech freedoms. And as Canadians, we need a, we're not doing a good enough job of of upholding them. Nobody wants to talk shit about the government. Nobody wants to talk shit about Trudeau. You start talking about Trudeau, uh, people get upset, especially in Toronto. Um, Why? Why do you think that is? Because they're pussies. 
and this, this country is filled with pussies and, and everybody's really gay and worried about everything except for seemingly their own, themselves. It feels like everybody's just like, what about this small group of people? And what about this small group of people? It's like, well, what about the whole country? Why aren't we, you know, freedom of speech shouldn't infringe on people's rights to, to enjoy their lives. I don't think anybody making jokes or whatever is going to, you know, like even right now with the coronavirus, people are saying, you know, this is a, people are saying, oh, that, you know, China, this is racism against Chinese people. Okay. Some people are being racist. Fine. But what about, you know, and and then they have on CBC, some woman talking about uh, the disease. She, she literally didn't even shower. Her hair looks greasy as fuck. She's literally got like a googly eye and she's the, she's the spokesperson to try and calm down white people <laughs> from fucking coronavirus. Are you fucking kidding me? Why wouldn't she say, and also, by the way, Chinese people, stop wearing the masks because you're freaking the white people out. If you think, if you don't yeah, want Chinese people, people to be, have been wearing those masks for, <laughs> they've been wearing them ready. No, like but, if it's, if it's, no, but if the it's day that degrees they, outside, throw a mask. No, on. but the day they found out that Corona was potentially coming to Canada, every, like so many Chinese people put on masks and then white people are walking around going, Jesus fucking Christ. Not just white people, anybody who's not fucking Chinese. This guy's just, just a ball of fun. Just reading during the podcast. Oh God, damn it! Of course, we. I need to. I need to get down on the the freedom of expression thing. Because I mean, this is a huge part of your argument. Because if it There's is no freedom argument. of expression, There's it's no different. argument. It's different. There's no argument, dude. It's freedom of speech. You could you could go like this. Here. It's not that it's Here. an argument. It's hey that, Siri. How do you how do you? Does Canada have freedom of speech? Okay, Ooh, I, like this. I found this on the web for how do you does Canada have freedom of speech? Check it out. Yeah, you got to do some work. It's freedom of speech in Canada. What does it say? I don't have to do work. No, I don't I'm like this with, podcast. With the phones. The phones don't want to give you the answer. Fundamental freedom by Section 2 of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. The Charter also permits the government to enforce reasonable limits. Hate speech, obscenity, and defamation are common categories of restricted speech in Canada. Yeah. That is not freedom of speech. Freedom of that speech. Sucks. Freedom of speech in the United States. United States, that's the fucking country, man, where they're like, you cannot get up on what I'm saying. But the other reality is that nobody's pushing the limits of these things. Like, you know, hate speech. Okay, is- but you are you're right and you're grouping things that are making you also wrong. Like you're right in the sense that nobody is pushing the type of censorship. But, but whatever the whatever. way their brain is form formulated around ideas like not talking shit about the government is based in freedom of expression, not freedom of speech. Like you challenging that is awesome, but it's not Canada, whether they say on Wikipedia that the, the, there's this, there's that. We have freedom of speech in Canada. If you don't think that we have freedom of speech in Canada, then that sucks. But that's why I'm a comedian. If we didn't have freedom of speech in Canada, they would shut down Yuck Yucks. Why? What do you mean why? Well, why would they shut down Yuck Yucks? Because, they, because then they wouldn't be, people wouldn't be allowed to have freedom of speech. Well, no, there's a context there. They're gonna, they're, it's in the context of a comedy show. Like What they mean by freedom of expression, to what I'm understanding, is you can't just go on Twitter and like say whatever you want and yes, you can lose your job. And then you challenge them on losing your job. Jobs and government don't have nothing to do. If you lose your job because your, your job I, doesn't like that you have a yeah, view. You might be right, but I don't think in the States you could. Like, I think in yeah, you can, you yeah. can lose your job. You can go and say fuck right in the pussy on live TV and lose your job. It has nothing, that has nothing to do with but freedom of speech. But could they challenge it versus, 
What I'm asking is this, is if you did Freedom of States, speech doesn't have to do with private corporations and their decision-making process about hiring or I'm firing. saying about a person, like, could you challenge what I said? In the, would you win that court case in Canada over the States? Like, I can say whatever I want. No, you wouldn't win it either because you're, you're talking about getting fired. Mm-hmm. If You'd win a court case if you were going to jail. If, if they were saying, oh, you're going to go to jail for saying this, that's different. You can get fired for anything. You can get fired because they don't like you. You get fired for, you know, yeah, they don't have political views and they could just lie and say, no, we just, he just, we, we didn't like him. God damn it. Lying is such a useful tool. Yeah. Love lying. It's pretty. So people listen to this. <laughs> just you like, think you're better than this? Where's the, where's the, what are we talking about? Dude, all that was very inf- inform- uh, very interesting. Was it? Yeah. You're a terrible judge of character for that. How would you know? Am I a terrible judge of character? Well, for not thinking it would be interesting, how would you know? Well, I just don't know why. What, what's You got to lead me. You got to lead me through the podcast. Man. What do you mean? Mediate it. How has it not been mediated? <laughs> You're like my friend. She's like, you make things difficult. No, fuck you. I just ask questions. Get into the questions. You haven't asked me a single question since I got here. Yet we've topic. The only question you asked me was... Does Canada have freedom of expression? Well, they don't. Well, they don't have and freedom all you've, of speech. And then you just read about it for the last 15 minutes. Well, dude, it's curious because you said a lot of crazy shit that matters. But isn't this podcast called No Apologies or some shit? Don't be sorry. Yeah. So why should I should I be sorry? That- no, 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 no. Don't be sorry. You should never be sorry. <laughs> dude, I'm a huge fan of yours. I think you're very funny. But I mean, for what you're saying about the freedom of speech and freedom of expression, like, You're right, dude. Like people don't say those things about certain things, but if they are being raised in the context of you can't say that, like an American attitude versus a Canadian attitude, very different. So it's like, but I think that that the reason that any of these laws that, that are hindering our ability to have freedom of speech exist is because we don't push the limits and we just let the government do whatever they want. And then we, we have no ability to say, this is wrong because we already just went down that road. We just let them do it. They they passed a bill that you're not allowed. I don't know what the bill is that you can't call like a you can't be say a Muslim is a terrorist or something. You go to jail. I don't know. There's like a bunch of new little laws, but the reality is those laws are meant for specific situations. And in the context of comedy and comedians, I don't think that I think that people need to continue pushing the limits because there's no limit on the other side. That if I said like nobody's no like if I say something and people are upset about it. There's no, like, nobody's stopping people from going, this guy should be killed, and fuck this guy, and he's a piece of shit, right? Like, nobody, like, nobody's worried about that. If you're on the right side, aka the liberal side, then you can say whatever you want negatively about anything. You could say, Harper's a rapist, you know, Harper's a rapist, Harper's a, Harper's evil, da-da-da-da-da. That's fine. But if you were to say Trudeau's a rapist, that's all of a sudden like, <gasps> and then people are replying to you saying, oh, you're a, you're, you're this, you're that. And, and they say much meaner things. Not that I give a shit, but that's the, that's where we're at, where if you say something, but it's not agreeable with the left, then they're allowed to say whatever they want, including death threats. And nobody's ever going to, when's the last time somebody, a, a left leaning liberal guy got in trouble for saying something a death threat to a guy that said something that he didn't like 
I would be the wrong person to ask that question to, my friend. Well, I'm, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. In but general. I mean, not when nothing uh, notable. Not like, yeah. Like, oh yeah, fucking yeah. So I, but I don't think, and like even that one guy who got sued in Quebec, like Quebec's fucked, and also the reason that he got like he he makes enough money that he can pay that guy thirty thousand dollars because if you go to Quebec, yeah, how you can because you can make a million dollars doing comedy in Quebec. Why? Because they pay more money to see comedy. Every wow. every little town in Quebec has a theater that's given money by the Quebec government to fund Projects. plays and comedy and blah, blah, blah. So Fuck yeah. comedies, the, these comics are getting paid big big anywhere from five to 15 to $20,000 for a show. And they're doing, say they do 30 of them. So then why do you want to stay here and do comedy? Because I don't speak French. Not Quebec. I mean, you'd fit really well in the States. Oh, yeah. Well, my, my theory is that I mean, you're First to- of all, you're topical, you're all, you're all right. that stuff. Uh, and I, and I know Canadians like push against that. Sometimes comics are like, you know, Canadian comics, it feels like they don't want to talk about things the day it happens. There's very much, Oh, don't, you know, but the States, you know, I, th- th- I'm following Andrew Schultz a bit in the sense that you build it, they'll come. Uh, you know, I, I don't see the point in just going down to the States and being a nobody there. I rather, try to create some notoriety in Canada. A lot of people agree with my point of view that they should be allowed to say what they want. They should be allowed to speak out about the but government. Who has told you that you can't say what like, I want? Like, give me an instance in where what you're saying has impacted anything you've ever said on stage. What do you mean? Like, what what outside factors has been like, okay, I'm not going to do this joke tonight. Like... Oh, I, well, I usually do it. It's just that people like get upset or other comics get upset. And then they're like, you know, oh, maybe that was a little, you know, I've had comics tell me I shouldn't say faggot or retard on stage. They're like, that's just not Tate. And then I, okay. But then I, all my, my favorite comedians say it or, or my favorite comedians are doing things that a lot of, and you know, frankly, they're American, but. There's a, there's an opportunity in Canada for comedians to be more real and honest about things, and I think there's an appetite for it, and I think a lot of people are just kind of skimming over that because they don't want to deal with the backlash. That's what comics tell me, too. They're like, well, if you go down that road, like I've had comics be like, well, if you go down this road, like you're going you're gonna to get some backlash. It's like, yeah, well, what comedian that I look up to doesn't get backlash? Yeah, I also don't know if real is the right word, like... Because some people express themselves in a different way that it is real. I think raw is different. Well, real in the sense that, you know, real emotion, real, real passion, real. Well, I mean, you can, I mean, as opposed you to see somebody, that on stage, though. you see people with real emotion, real passion, whether they're talking about what you're saying. Maybe, is maybe like, but like the language, how often are you going to yuck yucks, absolute comedy, watching stand up comedy, real stand up comedy. I'm not talking about open mics, real. That's, that's nothing, man. Because you, ha- you have to go and watch the actual comedy to see what's real. Yeah. Because some guy who's real at an open mic, you're going to go see him do his, his little first show at Yuck Yuck's Amateur Night. And he's going to be like, well, not even, oh, not even mid-level real, like real real. Like when you see the guys at the cellar and the way they right. host. And like that was one thing that was really, really big in New York. The way the host sets up the show in New York or those environments is way different than it is in Canada. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, when you like, there's not a lot of people going on stage and just being that in Canada. It just doesn't feel like it feels like a lot of Canadian comedy is, is more of a, you know, 
How are we? I don't know. It just kind of feels, a, sometimes it feels a little bit hokey pokey. And I'm not saying anybody in particular, many comics are real, but the realest comics in the, in the country aren't known. What do, you're, so mean, the, you're the, right. the realest guys in the country aren't putting out content on the internet. They aren't doing that. They're just, they're doing comedy. It's real comedy. It's raw. It's whatever. It's edgy, this, that, but they're not known. So nobody, so you go to Yuck Yucks, maybe on it, uh, you, you happen to catch somebody who does that, t- who's who's more similar to what you see online with Schultz and other guys from the cellar or, or from New York or from LA comedy store, Tim Dillon, these guys that are big right now, but other nights you're not, you're going to see a guy who's doing a set from five, you know, from five, 10 years ago. But why are you saying they're not known? Like what, what is preventing them from being known? Um, they're uh, well, basically yeah. a traditional, traditionally you, you had to follow a certain route, right? Like you, you you work you go to yucks and then or you know you hope to get into just for laughs yeah and then and then your pros job prospects are like working for like CBC or CTV comedy or like you know some other production company for something um, you know that th- th- that's pretty much the traditional route and nobody because of the lack of money in the industry nobody's really doing like what you're doing, which is great, which is you're making your own content. And because younger comics are learning that that's what you have to do. You have to create your own content. Nobody's going to create this shit for you. Um, and that's what I'm trying to do is I, I create my content. Some people like it. Some people don't. One step further, they don't know how to create it well enough. Like yuck yucks will never create for me what I would create for myself. They'll do a good job of putting me with opportunities or absolute or any of those clubs, but I will cater my own stuff way more beneficial because they have more people to worry about. They have a roster. Well, that's the thing is that, well, that's exactly my point is that people like some people like they're like, well, now I'm yuck yuck. So, you know, wait, you know, keep doing what I'm doing and wait around for something to happen. Like, like me to get just for laughs or CBC. But even then, then even then you get on CBC, nobody's watching just for laughs. No, so do you care? Like, what's your thing? What's your goal? Well, that's what I'm saying is that my goal is to create a fan base here in Canada. You ask, like, why why not move to the States? And, and my idea is that there's Canadians that need me, too, or need an opinion um, that isn't the status quo. And uh, it just feels like there isn't that. At least there, it, there's there's certainly that in the comedy clubs, but it isn't out there because those a lot of those guys who are raw are, have been doing it 15, 20 years, and they, they're just out of touch with the internet which is you know no offense to them but they, they they don't know how to do what you're doing right now which is set up all this shit set up the, the the mic set up the camera or or with the green screens and make the skits and and they, they just don't know how to do it they would have great ideas they would have great uh insight into it but that the reality is they don't know how to do it so that's my goal is to 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 do what you know guys that i look up to schultz particularly created his own fan base um, and sells out shows because of it. And once you sell out shows, then things like just for laughs happen well, then more they easily. Want, they want you because then you have, they want you because they want to, because it's a they business. Want your opportunity. Chicken. They want your chicken. It's a business opportunity. Whereas, well, that's a cool answer, man. I think that um, I like that a lot. Like, uh, yeah, no one's going to give you what the fuck you have to build it. Like, even if you know, like whether you're at the corner, absolute, like you have to use it. You have to use it. Film the set, you know, make sure to, you know, 
be conscious of like stand up is now like you have to think a little bit about the the recording is like I don't go on stage thinking about it but I'm thinking about okay I want to do something that I haven't done or you know that's why I'm always trying to push new stuff too because in terms I, of like content and what you're recording uh, like if I'm on stage doing stand up and I know I'm filming it I want to make sure that you know there's something I can post like I don't want to do the same material every time um, I want to do some crowd work I want to do some some of the new bits that's why I'm always working on new bits because like a bit takes months to get to the point where it's really funny and I think that I'd want to post it Do you or I post all... it early and then by the time it's good I just leave it for live are you putting it all together yourself you do all your editing yeah. and shit yeah and what? I just started doing that like in the last four months three it looks months. good this stuff looks good and I basically I just I, I it was Andrew Schultz that him on Joey Diaz's podcast I watched him. Oh, Joe that was Rogan a good too. episode where he talked about that one uh, place he just did comedy and he found his voice. I love that, that part. Yeah, he had this like club he would go to, and oh uh, yeah, and it was like him and his buddies in the basement, and they yeah, and he just hosted the show, and he's like, I really honed who I was, because I mean, I'm at the point in comedy where you know I had the first year, and you're like trying to you know, not be awkward around people. Then you get to be yourself and then all that shit goes away and you're focused on the material and like actually working and making it work. I'd say you won't be yourself for a while. I mean, just being myself in the room oh, around right. comics. You're right. Before even getting on stage. You're, before you're like, hi, how are you? Because it's like... Yeah, you're like, it's like starting a new job. It's like when you start a new job, you're not yourself day one. Of no, course. It's like, so fucking faggots. Of course. You're like... Hi, uh, my name's Jordan. How yep. are you? Okay, good. Yeah, I am from... And that saga. shit allows you to be... Like once you figure that out, that is a faster route to being funnier. Your funniest self on stage because if you're tense before the fucking lead up to the fight, you're probably not gonna win the fight. Yeah, and but I think the best part about doing comedy at your stage is that it doesn't matter in the sense that one hundred percent. Like there's like cause nobody gives a fuck. No, nobody cares. But I mean, not to like your your audience cares and they want you to be funny and and it's good to have an audience that wants to grow with you, but um. You know, there's no consequence to trying this or to trying that. Whereas, like, even now, like, I st I feel that pressure. Like, sometimes, like, in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try these new jokes that I've been working on at the open mics during the week uh, out at some gig in the middle of fucking nowhere. And then I realize, like, halfway through, I'm like, I'm just going to stick to my old shit and get the fuck out of here. Because you want to give people their money's worth. And I've made that mistake before where I... I you know, I'm like, okay, I'll just try all this new stuff. It's working in Toronto. I'm out in some little small town and you try it. And then they're just like, mm, they just want some, they, they just want something that's good. They just want polished. They don't, they have no patience. They paid 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or $60. So you have to be conscious of those things. That's why I like doing like the whalers and stuff. And then like, it's weird because like I never do like my best jokes necessarily like at, the open mics. I loved it when you were like, she took my sheets or the sheets off the bed. Oh yeah. Yeah. You have the, you have a good way of, um, and I, and sometimes that's detrimental that I don't stick with a joke long enough, but if it sticks, I put it in the act. I don't know if detriment, like, because for example, the way like you people tell remind the story, me of a joke I did like a couple times, but then but I'm it like, shows up again. Like yeah. the way you told that breakup story, that energy of like, I feel like I'm in your apartment looking at your fucking empty wall and your bed. You bring that same energy to a different joke. So like, I'll watch you do the bit about the sheets and it's almost like, okay, I might not hear the same material again, 
but you're also practicing the material and that style of delivery where you're like, we're telling this story about me and I'm kind of grimy. I feel like, yeah, you almost have like a put out cigarette vibe. Do you know what mm. I mean? If that makes sense? Well, I think that I'm getting to the point where I'm learning about style and, and once you, that's like a kind of thing that comes eventually that you kind of have a style that you, your jokes end up fitting into it. Yeah. So it's not so much about how am I going to get a joke? It's more just things happen and then they fit into how you talk on stage and then you, here you go. So like, you know, for the, that like joke about the, the sheet, I don't even remember what it was, but it was basically just me complaining that she, they she took, fucking took, they took everything. Yeah. But just a um, ridiculous take, like all the things. Just yeah. Like but fucking sometimes sheets. it's easier. Like those, those jokes, work sometimes and sometimes I don't and and I think that I'm trying to become still more myself on stage like I don't think that ever ends and when you do that sometimes a joke will bomb but people will like it like people are like oh, oh yeah. I like that but I didn't laugh because it wasn't there was no the points weren't there like the, the laugh points weren't there and laughing is only one medium for them because if uh, when there's a room and there's not a lot of people like Bramsterdam I was there on Sunday and there's this one lady just in the audience and a boss was doing his thing and she wasn't laughing, but she had something to say every time he said a joke and she smirked and like replied to it. So she cared like she was listening. That's just a shit. retarded heckler, I think. Maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that room's really bad. I've been there. It's but scary. That's how you get I thought funny. they shut it down because they were putting fentanyl in the weed. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't smoke that weed. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I hate when people talk. I mean, even if I, even if they're like trying, <laughs> just shut the fuck up. Just shut. I just did a show and it was like, there were like, there was people, there's like 200 people here in front of me. And then there's like 40 people behind me because the way the stage was made, like they put people behind the stage. It made no sense. And they were just talking. And, they, and the guy before is like, these people are having a retirement party. So Ooh. they don't want to feel left out. But they were talking. So I'm just like, hey, shut the fuck up. What do you do? What? I don't, nobody cares that you got retired, that you retired. And that's funny. And when I watch it on that video, I'm funny. like, this is hilarious. But people were kind of like, <gasps> because, oh, he's being mean to somebody. But, you know, that's like, that's, that's what those road gate, those one night Who are these people are. that you hold in such esteem that when they give you a slight amount of shit, like there's no way that there's more of them that the people that think you're hilarious. No, no. The, oh, like who you mean? Like at a live show? Yeah, like you've you've referenced this a couple of times. You're like, oh, I got I get in a little shit for this. Oh, wait, like I feel what? like if I feel like if a thousand people said this is hilarious, and three girls you want to sleep with were like, Ben, how dare you? You're coming on the podcast. You'd be like, fucking people, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, I I and you know I'm a positive guy, but you know I'm still might be. I, it's just, a bit of your I'm mission. I'm just starting though. to get people. I've just started getting people to notice me at all, like. In the last three months is the first time I've had people like liking my stuff that aren't just like my friends and other comics or something. Yeah. Right. And actually, the funny part is as soon as less comics start liking my stuff, that's when more other people start liking my stuff and more get, getting these more these followers. And um, yeah, I'm trying just not to care. Like if somebody posts something negative, I just don't respond anymore. I just try to not engage but like my instinct is to be like no fuck you but like you know i have to just kind of go eh, it doesn't matter because obviously negative it's just gonna get worse and worse negative gets a response though like i literally today this morning got a bill from rogers had an overage on it had to call them took an hour tweeted it at them they responded in 10 minutes so right. it's like 
they only care if it like somebody else sees that this is being taken care of from them and like right and like yeah if i was rogers and somebody was like hey you fucking da 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 but like if people are just commenting like don't say this and shit like that and it's like i'm not going to respond because that's what they want they want me to respond and be like, why not? And then, oh, now they feel important. And then, they, we, you know, it's just not worth it. So just trying to concentrate on people who, who like what I'm doing and trying to keep giving them what what it is that they like, which is me just being <laughs> fucked and fucked up and being, you know, not being uh, like it's not honesty, like saying like who wants to go to an all you can eat bat buffet today in, in a cave in Markham isn't honest, but it is. It's my honesty of like, I thought of this. I think it's funny. Here it is. Do what you will with it. And that's why, um, for example, like you'll go on stage, you'll do a, like a, an accent you shouldn't do. I don't even know what that means, but you'll get a laugh for it. And the like, people respond inherently to stuff if they feel it. Like they couldn't even explain it, why it's okay for you to do it versus somebody else. But it comes from a good or a good place. Yeah. I mean, like I, you're joking. Like you're legitimately. Well, I think sometimes like, yeah, the way, I mean, I've been doing Chinese accents. This is what people don't realize is they, they go, why does he do Chinese? That's racist. I've been doing all accents, all accents since I was like five. Like it was just like, I was a kid. I used to do, um, I used to do fat bastard. I used to go around and be like, you're a comedian, baby. Another, you know, like when I was like seven, the other, other white meat or whatever. I can't even do the act. I could do it better as a six-year-old. And then, and then I just do Chinese accents all the time. I used to be a violin. I was a violin kid. So I was with Chinese kids all the time. Real Chinese kids who were like, hello, I don't know. Wait a second. You can play the violin? I played for like 10 years, but oh I God, can't play anymore. Good? No, I can't play anymore. It's because my dad's a professional violinist, so he forced me to play. Wow. You didn't know any of this? See, this is why you should have interviewed me. Why would I know this? <laughs> I don't know. I guess we never talk. You mean this topic that hasn't come up one time you want to be interview asked? <laughs> like it doesn't seem important. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was forced to play violin by my dad. How'd you like it? I hated it. Obviously, you got There's forced. like tons of pictures of me at three, four years old, screaming, crying. Just fucking this guy? No, just crying. Just screaming with a violin in my hand. Just, I don't yeah. want to do it. Uh, and I did it. Till I was like, the coolest thing was I played in Massey Hall for all city strings with my grade school. All city strings, yeah. baby. But I was One so time. bad. I just didn't know anything at first. So that when I first found out. But your dad's a pro. Right. They found out about my dad. that my Like, they know who my dad is. So they're like, Bankus, are you related to Atis <laughs> Bankus? And I was like, yeah, he's my dad. And they're like, make him first violin right now. Your dad's name is Atis? Atis, yeah. Wow. He gets lots of pussy. Jesus. Yeah, it's crazy. So he, uh, so, so they were like, oh, you must be like a fucking Beethoven. So they, they made me like the first violin, which and is like just, the leader. It's like the captain. Sucked. And I was just, I just, it's not that I, I was bad. I just didn't care. So I didn't practice. I didn't learn. I, I would, I didn't like reading music. So I'd scratch out all the music notes and just write the letter of what it was. And they just hated that. And so there was this Chinese girl from China. She came there like in grade six. Her parents made her practice like nine hours a day, like locked her in a fucking room. And Hell we're yeah. Like, Get to work. That's our future right there. Yeah. Can't wait. So they uh, <laughs> don't cough. Cough when you're done. <laughs> 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 Just playing the violin with a surgery mask on. <laughs> but <clears throat> but then so they, they slowly they moved me. 
So the first violin sits on the outside, and she would sit here. And then they switched us, so she became first violin, and then I slowly was moving further back Naturally. in the first violin section, and then I went to the second violin section. So by the time we got to Massey Hall, I was just sitting at the very back of second violin, and I just didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So I just memorized all the bowings. So I just note up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Up. I didn't know what I just. That's all I knew. And you didn't even play. Like, so I did. I barely fucking touched it, and I was sitting wow. in Massey Hall, going down, up, down, up. So hopefully one day. Massey Hall perform wow. there again with actual talent because um, that was yeah, fucking yeah. retarded. And my dad was so embarrassed that he didn't even come watch. He, yeah, that's I mean, how bad I was. Going to be honest, even if you were good, you, if you your dad's name's Attis. You'd have to be amazing for him to even consider. Somebody had a watching. joke about the uh, about this really. really uh, Dave Hempstead had a joke about this. He's like, he's like hockey, like hockey's. You don't have, you you know you don't even have to. You can just play hockey and your dad's impressed. You know what I mean? He's like, not, not piano. No. He's like, no, no. you got to You know how good you have to be at piano for your dad to be impressed? Fucking good. Yeah, it's true. And any parents, like, I had cousins that uh, my aunt forced them to be in piano. Yeah. When's the story ever? Yeah, my dad forced me, and I, lo and I loved it. Well, yeah, I don't understand Never that. I was forced time. to play piano and violin. And my dad, I used to just make my piano teacher laugh. Like, I would just talk to her and start talking shit about my dad. And oh, but they knew your talk dad? Talk shit about my, yeah. But she loved it. Like, she was cool. So she would just be laughing. And my dad would hear this. He would hear no piano and just laughing. And he would he would come in the fucking room and just scream at her. He'd be like, in front of me. He'd scream at this woman and be like, what are you doing? What, what you're laughing? Why aren't you playing? Get to work. I have a question He's for like, you. He's like, I'm paying you to teach, not to laugh. I have a question for you. Why the fuck didn't your dad teach you? Well, he, he didn't teach me piano. He taught me violin at first. And then the problem was that I would just cry. Yeah, because yeah, he would yeah. just smack me and shit. He would just smack my stomach. Suck in your stomach. You're fat. Lean your back back. Ooh, this like so. I'm like playing, but I'm scared. <laughs> and like just, just like telling me I'm fat and I'm ugly and shit. Yeah, I'm wow. retarded. That sounds and like that fun. I don't practice, so I'd be, I'd cry, and my mom would be like, Addis, don't do that." <laughs> so uh, so then he got he would just get me. He would just ship me off to his friends who yeah. also taught violin. So like I'm in some like random Russian guys basement in north york on a saturday morning with like 10 chinese kids lined up and to, to go in for their hour long it's just it was just a fun did you wear a cummerbund i wore I, I know what that is but i didn't wear that i wore yeah it's like a sash you wear i was just i gut. was just constantly wearing turtlenecks like and like with sweater vests that's what my parents dressed me and they wanted yeah. me to be a little cultured little fag i think that's why you look 35 is because of the violin years they took <laughs> they took something from you that you'll never get i back. think it's just because i'm overweight uh probably like 30 pounds you're not so. overweight you're <laughs> i mean you're beautiful you're you're if i was as thin as you like i would i would already be famous i think you think so yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't know no i think that that has very little to do with it there's a comic i, I mean, know if who you says can't get things famous like that with Attis, your dad whipping you in I know. fucking violin shape. No, uh, but people people do. What accent put too is that? Your dad Polish? Lithuanian. He's <laughs> a Lithuanian Jew. I don't. Uh, is there a lot of Lithuanian Jew uh, no, famous violinists? I killed them all. Yeah. The most famous Lithuanian Jew is probably Netanyahu. Yeah. Wow. A lot of the a lot of the senior leadership of Israel is and was traditionally dad. Lithuanian Jews. Wow. Because, uh, yeah, they killed mo mo almost all of them. Uh, some of the biggest atrocities were in, or worst atrocities were in Lithuania of Jews. Wow. Because Lithuanians really hated Jews. And then once the Germans invaded, they were like, so can we kill them? 
And they were like, yeah. And they're like, okay. Why do they hate them so much? Um, because they, the same reason people hate Jews now. They ran, they, they ran many of the businesses. They, they influenced the culture artistically, musically, theater, dance. Like, you know, they, they, Jews do that. Look at, this is the funniest thing that people in North America getting mad about at Jews is, it's just so embarrassing when you look at how much of our culture is built by Jews. Um, all the Christmas songs are written by Jews. I don't know if you Entertainment that. in general. No? Entertainment in general. Like a I mean, lot of it is just... Star Wars. You like Star Wars? Jew. Oh, God, it's Jewish. Uh, everything. Every Judd Apatow movie, that, every Knocked Up, Seth Rogen, everybody's fucking... So people just don't like... Like I think people get to a point where they're like, well, hey, what about us? But it's like, Jews are us. Jews are... are, are Jews do things selflessly, I think. Um, for instance, they invent cures the diseases they invent technologies and israel has the, the the biggest r&d or has like every fortune 500 company has an r&d facility in, in israel really yeah wow and israel has the highest per capita phds of any country in the world that's crazy um and you know it's not because jews are better and, and jews don't think that way people think jews think they're better but the thing is jews create technology and give it to everybody they're like hey this will help everyone they don't do it for themselves and keep it. Um, and that's why, uh, that a lot of people say if the Holocaust had not happened, many, many of, of the problems that we have today wouldn't exist, including many of the diseases, because many of the people that they, they killed, killed a lot of were the smartest people in Germany at the time, scientists, um, doctors, lawyers, uh, writers, really, really smart people that they killed. So those people died, and then their kids died, and then there's Fuck. just their family's done. So all these people that could have invented shit, <clears throat> six million people that could have invented. Think about how many, how few Jews there are in the world, and how much of an impact they have on the world. If there were still six million, how much other shit we could be getting done? But people, people are, you know, you know, it's understandable that you don't like Israel for certain reasons. If you're Palestinian, you don't like it. I understand that. But I think people need to separate those two things. Like, uh, you don't like Israel, okay, but you can't say that it shouldn't exist because they killed six million of us. Where the fuck were we supposed to go? What are you supposed to do? If it happened to anybody else, I think that, you know, it wouldn't be as big of a deal that they had their own country. You know, if, if they killed all the Italians or something, they didn't have a country. That'd be so fucked if they killed all the Italians. They'd be fucked. Probably be easy. It, I, unfortunately, I a hate lot to of say Italians it. are easier, Jewish, though. But it'd be easier to do than I think any of the other ones. Well, a lot of Italians have Jewish, uh, Jew, Jewish blood, because and and they don't know it because when uh, the Roman Empire controlled Israel, they would take all the Jewish female women as slaves and rape them in Italy. Hebrew and have children. Hebrew is doesn't it mean first people. What's the word that means? My my name means firstborn son. Firstborn son. Benjamin. Because like a lot of that language is like first. Yeah, I mean first they page were on this guy. Yeah, I mean they they were doing shit like Louis C.K. has the best joke about it uh, about how Christians won and you know that joke where he's like Christians won. He's like you don't believe me. What year is it? Yeah, that's right? true. He's like twenty. It was twenty eighteen at the time or twenty seventeen. He's like twenty seventeen. He's right. He's like we're all. It doesn't matter where you are. It's like. 2017. What's that? It's the 2017, 20, 2017 years since Christ. 
died. Since Jesus. And then talking about, he's like, before that, we just counted everything backwards. He's like, remember those years? That was, those were horrible years. Three, two, one. But then he's like, but the Jews are quietly keeping track. They're like, it's actually year 5,700. Because the Jews have their own calendar, right? Do you see yourself in a lot of that Louis uh, light? Like when you imagine how you are going to Yeah, I mean, it'll probably career? get me too. <laughs> oh, God, it is going to take such a different shape by the time you matter. Oh, I know. <laughs> Who know? knows? I'll probably be, I don't know. But um, I feel like we got back around where people... Because there was a time where uh, something like that could happen. You couldn't respond. You can respond now. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I see Louis. What I love about Louis is that he's not afraid to, to be himself or to, to have his own ideas. And Tim Dillon was talking about this recently on his podcast that comedy is becoming like rich white girls who want to go to it. Let's go to comedy. And then they go and then they're like, I don't like this guy. I don't like this guy. Ew, this guy's ugly. You know, and it's, oh, he's talking about like growth stuff or, or negative things. And it's like, this isn't about the audience. It, 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 the comedy shouldn't always be about the audience. Like you should know your audience and read your audience. But at a certain point you have to go, who am I as an artist? Like, I don't really give a fuck if they like me or not. Um, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, you know, it's funny, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't really yeah. have to cater to them but the audience wants that these days so i don't know i i that's what i like about louis that's what i like loved about patrice well the audience is he brings people to his world they don't know what they want the audience because that's at the end of the day the best escape is to go into somebody else's world you don't want to just be reminded of your own world the whole time you know and i i do jokes that are still just like that you know like girls asses out and shit like that just like simple stuff but sometimes i've been doing that to kind of ease them into now I'm going to talk about Trudeau and stuff and make weird. But with Ricky, okay, so Ricky did uh, all the stuff he did. It was sick, and it was we love it. As soon as he, he had tickets to go on tour selling the next day, sold out. Gervais? Yeah, so there's an element of like, yeah, online maybe matters, but it really doesn't. No. Like those people uh, feel powerful online because they have a huge voice for the time. But like no one's not going to see Ricky Gervais because and many of the people user. who go to see Louis and go to see Ricky or, or whatever they don't even tweet or they don't even yeah. go on. So yes, majority of people online are negative, but you do need the online. You need to find your voice online because those are the people who are going to fucking pay your bills at the end of the day. Yes, I agree. And and if, but if you're Ricky Gervais, you don't need that because you're he's already past that. Right, like if he was, if Ricky Gervais was now, he he would have to do similar routes that what we're doing, what Andrew Schultz is doing, what Tim Dillon's doing. But well, when just he not, started, uh, he actually had he had the traditional route. He was in TV, he was you know, he was in TV and movies. He became well, he, famous that way. Once he did something that was hard to do even then, have something that's undeniably good, something you created that you can sell, and yeah. that becomes a fucking huge hit. Right. You you could have the same quality content today. It probably wouldn't be as big a hit as quickly. Like, But it'd also be hard for a white guy to just go and make a show like that these days. Even in England. Uh, they want diversity. See, here's the thing, though. Like, the, the they don't matter anymore. You don't think so? No. I mean, like... Well, CBC something interesting to me was... PBS? Something interesting to me Fuck is the Juno Award nominations for best comedy album came out and they're all white who uh you throw them at me 
Jarrett Campbell. Um, oh, I guess I guess what's his face isn't white. Um, Let's look it up, baby. Juno comedy. Is it album of the year? Yes. Here, I got it on my. So team. you're saying they're all white? Um, it's uh, Adam Christie, Jarrett Campbell, Monty Scott, Sophie Buttle, and Steph Tolev. So okay, Steph's Jewish. Monty Scott is something. Jewish isn't white. <laughs> well, no. Why? Because nobody rounded up white people and put them in concentration camps. Oh, okay. Yeah. And also, it's not. Um, my dad did a, a test. What's it called? Ancestry.ca. Comes up as European Jew, ninety percent. European. It Jew. is. It is. A, people. People want to say, like, oh, Judaism is not a. It's. It's an. It's, Maybe it's an ethno religion, but it's definitely you look at a Jewish guy and you go, that's a Jewish guy. Try this on for a sec. I agree. Um, but there's also the element of if you look white, you get the benefits of being white, which is what the privilege speaks to, not the cultural damnation. But what privilege, not. what privilege do Jews have? Jews, I I don't think that's what I'm. That's not what they're saying. Mm. The idea is like you have oh, white, you have white people skin. People say that like yeah. a cop is not going to stop you just because of the color of your skin. Whereas you know if you're black, that straight up happens. <clears throat> yeah, but you could be. They're not going to look at you and be like, "Oh, that's a Jew. It's cool." <laughs> yeah, but that's some Jews, right? Like, yes, and yes. and particularly here because there's two types. There's uh, um, Sephardic Jews and Ashkenazi. Sephardic Jews are from. Uh, Middle East, okay. and they look like Arabs, Arabs, and and Ashkenazi Jews look like Europeans more so because they're they that's where they migrated. Um, so the um, if you're a Sephardic Jew, they might be like they might think you're an Arab dude, but then you're actually Israeli. But you talk like this, so they don't know the difference. But that's where the white is, like it's right. literally in your. But sight. there's also it's in your. Vision. There's also Muslims that look white. And, and to, there's also and to somebody experiencing black people that look white to somebody experiencing that's like logic, but to logic somebody, would get out of a to car somebody stop. experiencing like, uh, you know, marginalization. Not, <clears throat> yes, if you look white, you have that benefit. Is what right. is what they're saying, which right. I didn't always fully understand, but I get it now. Yeah, and I mean that's true. I don't feel white, but I mean I definitely benefit from the color of my skin. I yeah, think. I mean we're white. We're white. I'm white. My mom's white. Culturally, you're not, not white, though. I'm not Jewish either. Like I'm, I'm mixed between a European Jew and Little a white poodle? woman. Yeah, and a white woman. Mm. So, mm. well, you're mixed. I get all the benefits. Of, I get. The, I I'm lucky as fuck. But you violinist and a fucking nobody would want my life even if they thought. Oh, I wish I was white. Why? Most white people want to be black. Oh my god, though, like a, a Nigerian guy would love to be Ben Bankus. My God, he woke up today in a fucking sun hut. Okay, but yeah, but that you could say that about anybody in a shitty country. Yeah, because it's true. You could, Romanian, a Romanian yep. white guy. Could Romanian be. would want to be the dishwasher at my. People job. just want to live in Canada. That's yep. that's why it's becoming so shitty because we're bringing people from all the shittiest parts of the why world. Why is Canada to live becoming here. so shitty? Um, because we well, we're bringing. I don't know. I, I don't think Canada's becoming shitty, but I def definitely think Canada's becoming confused about what it is that's funny like i, I like because we don't really have an identity and it like changes every year and then trudeau wants it one way people you know and it's not to say that 
this this is a multicultural country, but I think that it's it's you well, know it, it is it it is also a Christian country. Maybe. It's a Christian country. Okay, so you know that thing cast post. We'll get back into comedy here with a bad deal for co- comedians. Mm. What's your take on that? How many people are gonna see this? <laughs> don't no, I, I, I'm just worried. Well, about you don't it. have to bury no. yourself. With um, what you say? <laughs> I I kind of read it. I don't. I don't know where I stand with this stuff um, because... Okay, how about I do this? How about I... I'll, I'll do what you said earlier. I'll lead you. <laughs> I think the idea that there is... Val- okay, so I think CASC as an organization might conflate what talent is worth versus what something is worth in the eyes of an entertainment corporation. So like Just for Laughs is modeling their business after Netflix. So they see that Netflix and like Amazon make money off original content. So they're not about to like become a pioneer in the independent comedy market for comedy's sake when they are already perceived to have that done that anyways. So like in the element of like, is it a bad deal for comedians? Comedians haven't done enough to be offered a deal. Like there's no thing that we have as a community that's like valuable. Well, when you see like, look, some, some of there, the comedians yes. I understand, you know, who are who've been doing it a long time, and they're like maybe they're a little upset and stuff. But there's comedian the comedians posting about it like, well, oh, just so you know, this is a big deal. It's like, do you have an album out? Would anybody even listen to it? Are you funny? Sorry, you can't just make the industry into everybody deserves everything because this is not working at fucking TD Bank. Like this is not working at Scotiabank, and that I feel like part. This is just how I feel about it. That part of this push by them is is a, it's about equality and all comedians. And and then what's going to happen? They're going to shut down. A lot of white comics are going to get shut down. I think, or I don't know. I, I think Cask is mostly white anyway. So I don't really understand what, what, what are the what is it? Because like if it yeah, was up to them, say- if it was up to them, Yuck Yucks would have no roster. But when they're saying paid and that comics- you would be so so if I was I I did all this work, I became a Yuck Yucks comic, and now. Cask wants no. It, there's a union, so you can't do that. So they're gonna book some random comic from the comedy bar to go to uh, the middle of nowhere on Ontario, and they're gonna die a horrible death on stage. But that's equality because they because everybody deserves the same thing. That's not how entertainment works. Entertainment's not an equality business. I think at the core of what Cask is trying to achieve is somebody who's in your position, who may not be signed, who is at your skill set, ten almost ten years in, where it's like. You shouldn't be allowed to be booking Ben without paying him. That original idea, I get what they're saying. But that in practice doesn't work when you have all of these different institutions that are operating at their own pace. Like Yucks has a roster. Absolute has its own thing. Like, So to try to unionize basically the independent comedy scene, it'd be like people selling CDs out of the back of their car, being like, hey, you guys want to unionize? Mm-hmm. So that, like, you know, we but it's each also like get five comedy, bucks. Comedy in like stage time is currency too, and it's like, so you're only going to do shows that you pay you. So you're going to do what one show a month, and then how strong is your act going to be? So why are people paying now? People are paying to see you, but you only do one show a month. So it doesn't make sense. Whereas there's another guy who's working for free, and the thing is. You know, I don't think that it, sh- it, it everything shouldn't be like handholding. You have to figure it out on your own. I figured it out what to do. I, you know, it's a relationship business. Comedy is a relationship business. You can't just, you know, 
shit on the the hand that hands that are gonna feed you, and then and then wonder why you don't work for them. The other, th- I'll add to this. I think that Cask misses, and I think we all miss. Since this is to the Andrew Schultz approach. We have to have created something for JFL to be interested in. Being a funny comedian who can do time doesn't put money in their pocket. And we're in the business. If like you want to sell yourself to somebody, like you got to put money in their pocket. Like great example, Nima can show up at X place, and there's a certain level of understanding where it's like. Yeah, well, maybe more people will come because he's here. He has X following or like people in that position. So why would there's no there's no incentive? Yeah, well, you don't see him talking about cask, but there's no incentive because he's because he's already figured it out. He already figured 100%. out how to get his audience. But, you know, that's that's almost a topic for another discussion. I haven't even I haven't even spoke to Nima since all you know, this happened. We were close. I was the guy that always bigged him up at the corner, him and my ex-girlfriend and I would always talk uh, at the corner, and uh, and then you know he's, he's gotten some success. I haven't heard from him to be honest. I, I I told him to come to do one of my shows. He came, and we barely spoke to each other. And then he was just on his phone, and then then he left. And I don't even think he did a set because he was like, oh, "I got to do another spot," which is fine. But it's like he's obviously not going to give a shit about the cask thing. He's got his own little success, so. That that's the point is that how can you have both? So he works his ass off, becomes successful, but then this union's gonna come around and say, No, this other guy who hasn't worked as hard as him, but has five minutes or ten minutes or fifteen minutes or twenty minutes on stage, he's gonna skip ahead of Nima, even though that people people rather see Nima on because they know who he is. So that's 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 the thing. And and I you know, we are all following Nima's um uh lead in his balls that he was like, Hey, I'm going to fucking just start doing this. And he worked and he has his, you know, he has a niche. He's a very smart guy. He's has a niche. He's, he's Persian. He has the Persian niche. I understand. Okay, but, but he's got to walk. He's got to walk carefully where like, I feel like he's, he's being judged a lot. Um, like his audience is like judging him, you know, and, and they do oh, because you know, if you fucking, what if you fucking posted something like that? I would say, what would happen? They would all, Gang up on him, freak out. People were well, mad at him before. Happening with Ari Shafir right now. Well, I think people were mad at Nima before because of the things his accent with Persians, and he posted all this like, "Stop sending me this shit!" Like and it was like all these people being like, "Why are you saying? Are you per?" I, I forget what it was, but it was a bunch of people like sending him like some sort of negative stuff. And uh, you know, like I feel like I'm gonna run it. I'm gonna have a slower build because my stuff isn't as as mainstream right now. I wouldn't think about your content like that. What? Like for you to compare yourself to a Nima and say it's going to be slower than that? Like, I don't know. You. Well, my build is slower because I piss people off. For <laughs> so now. I'm never gonna... For now. But like, that's the thing is like, I'm not even concentrated on the audience getting bigger necessarily. I'm just concentrating on trying to say things that I think are funny, that I believe in. Um, and just try to get better every day. What I mean the about the slower build is like from a marketing perspective, I think none of us can really say like, dude, you can fucking blow up tomorrow. Somebody likes something yeah. a lot and they share it to the right people. It's like all of that's kind of out the window. Yeah. But with what back to the cast thing, just kind of wrap it yeah. up. They're trying to create an instance where there's a, a visible ladder like, oh, Ben did this. He got here and did that. I can try to recreate that. Hmm. That already exists to an element. 
it doesn't exist in a structure where I can go to a meeting and talk about it with like X people, but like Mike Reed is a guy, Paul Thompson, you, there's a lot of people that, you know, uh, have done stuff. That's how you look at the ladder, like whatever they did. Okay. There's not the same festival cream of comedy does, isn't around anymore, but like cask is trying to create that, but uh, there's a gap like a Canadian entertainment there's a huge gap there. There's no such thing, really. Look, if you're funny, I, I don't know many comics who aren't funny that aren't working. Like, the comics who have an act, they're pretty much working, you know? Or But there's some that don't want to work with yucks, or they don't want to work with this person or that person, so that that hinders them, you know? Or there's people who used to be at yucks, and then they leave, and then... But, again... What are they doing for themselves? It's all about what are you doing on your own? Are you, are you sitting? Are you talking? Are you recording? Are you making videos? Are you making podcasts? Are you tweeting? You have to do these things. That's the, this is the modern job of a comedian. It's the, the job title has changed. It's not just go on stage, do your, your act, and go home and, and get high and fall asleep. It's not that. You have to be what's happening in the news, what's happening in... in, in uh, you, you have to. Because otherwise, who's gonna who's gonna watch? Who's gonna be a follower of yours, and only follow you for the the odd picture that you post once every three weeks? Nobody's gonna fucking be, nobody's gonna be interested in that. They might forget that you're there, and then you post, and you go, oh fuck this guy. And you have to create, like it's like you're running your own TV show. You're running your own channel. You're a small. You're your business. A small business. Hundred percent. Yeah. So there's like this is why you could be at just for laughs in like a couple of years doing this podcast for a thousand people. And then there's going to be some guy just hammering his fist on the table going, I worked harder than I deserve. But it's like, but did you think about a way to get there? Because it's about the, how you get there. Well, we're in a special position because <clears throat> you'll see how many times have you heard this? Oh, I love that person. But then I saw their standup and it wasn't that good. How many mm. times have you heard that about a YouTuber? A right, lot, right, a right. We're in a special position because, for example, you mentioned earlier, like, yeah, you're doing the right thing. You're building an audience and all that stuff. You just got to talk to people in general. They don't care about, like, no one's listening to this podcast going, well, is Jordan good at stand-up? I could be bullshit at stand-up. They just like whatever it is the vibe is and how I translate that to them. Right. The benefit you can, is... You can be that type of, of comedian, but... But I the think benefit is of what we're going to involve ourselves in is, oh, you happen to be good because you've also practiced this skill. Where it's like, you know, Bo Burnham, very talented. But it's not like he was chopping it up in the fucking clubs trying to figure it out. He's yeah. like, hey, well, this no, is fucking hilarious. He is and he wasn't. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm... I, I, I did comedy for all those years without caring about sharing stuff or posting anything or posting, like I'd post a picture here or there of me doing standup and stuff, but I never was like worried about um, content until like months ago. And as soon as I started caring, people started caring. Yeah. But so I was, but I was happy that I already had some standup experience yeah. that if you come see me, it's not going to be like, what the fuck is this? Because Way better that you, and waited. that's why also what I'm doing is I've slowed down a bit on the content in terms of, okay, I'll, I, I rather post a tweet and stuff and, and do the odd video and, and the podcast and stuff like that, as opposed to if I'm constantly writing skits, which will be funny, takes a lot of time. And I noticed it took away from my stage uh, abilities, not, not time, but it, I wasn't thinking much, as much about my act. 
and what I'm doing on stage. So then by the time I get there, I'm just, okay, what am I doing? Stand up again? Okay, yeah. Because all day I'm just worried about doing a little fucking Sketch, character yeah. and doing the fucking voices and da-da-da-da-da. That's why I like podcasting because podcasting is just being myself and talking and it just gets me going. And then I feel like hyped up to do comedy. Whereas if I do a skit and then I have to edit it and then it's like a lot of work. And then by the time I'm going to a stage, I'm like, I'm a comedian or am I a fucking editor? Yeah, you're like first interaction of the day is like fucking yeah, that's, 8 o'clock so at night. I've been recently trying to concentrate more on just going back to the basics of writing, um, organizing jokes. And listening to my sets because that's at the end of the day, that's what I'm, that's what I'm literally making my money from right now. It's more beneficial that you waited though to yeah. post content. And I, and I did and it now have the skills because for the longest time I never care. I, I always, always have, and Paul Thompson and I used to always talk about this and Chris Robinson and I used to always talk about this is like, we were never worried about anything other than I just want to be as funny as it possible. Just like what Dave talks, Dave Chappelle or Patrice O'Neill talks about. It's not, nothing matters except being funny. And it's true. But once you, once, you know, are funny, then there's, then you, I feel like there's a bit more work to do. Not to say that I'm the funniest I'll ever be. I'm getting funnier every day. I try to, but I got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm with yucks. I have a platform. People can come see me do professional comedy. I need to get myself out there a bit. I need people. To, and people notice I've, I've done shows at yucks and people come up to me after and they go, I recognized you from a, sh a thing that you did on yeah. YouTube or, or whatever, or, or on six buzz or this or that. So I go, good, good. I'm doing the right thing and I'm moving in the right direction. And, and you know, some people are going to unfollow me and be upset because I wrote this or, you know, the most unfollows I got was for me sticking up for the Holocaust because this, these six buzzes and all these fucking meme accounts that, you know, have contributed to my success. They've contributed certainly to Nima's success um, in popularity, uh, the, the meme accounts, right? Like the six buzzes. And yeah, all you got to get shared. But these people are fucked. Okay? Yeah, like these nuts. people are biased that one minute they're like posting a, a new serious news article. And the next minute they're posting a picture of like a drunk girl falling down the stairs or like some stupid bitch like having water or champagne spilled all over her face. My point is that it's not consistent. And so I posted yesterday was, uh, uh, 75th anniversary of the Holocaust, uh, remembrance day. And what did they, they didn't even mention it because obviously Kobe died, which, you know, is Kobe's death really worse than the Holocaust? No. And, and there were old, Holocaust, old people, Holocaust survivors speaking in Toronto at Queens Park. It was on CB24. That's what they, they got. They knew. And what did they do? They posted Ari Shafir's video, Ari being a visible Jew, not just a Jew, but he looks like a Jew. Yeah. And, uh, and basically saying, look at this Jew, what he's saying about Kobe. And all these people commenting, Jews are this, Jews, no wonder they killed them all. Uh, well, that's insane. Yeah, and people commenting like <laughs> but I mean, Jews are raping Palestinians. But I mean, and, like and, that is the engine to which the internet works. Like them capitalizing on a moment to get more eyes. Like they'll get more thoughtful eyes on the Holocaust thing, but they'll get more of their type of attention right. with the Ari thing. But I pointed. What I'm saying is, I pointed that out. I said it's kind of crazy that it was Holocaust Remembrance Day, and instead of Six Buzz didn't mention it at all, they just posted a video of Ari Shafir and incited a bunch of hate towards Jews. And um, I got like five, you know, I, I think a lot of people unfollowed me, and other, I, I got some like 
Muslim people commenting on my shit, like negative, crazy stuff. And it's like, That's guys, what the fuck? I'm, this is my point here. And then somebody's like, what about the Muslim uh, concentration camps in China? I said, yeah, that should be talked about too. And bring that up with the Holocaust Remembrance Day. Why not make a Holocaust Remembrance Day post and, and tie it into now this is happening again in China. Bring the Jews and the Muslims together. I'm just saying it's hypocritical of those channels, those six buzz channels who, who claim to be, you know, like these news outlets or like, you know, but they're, they're, it's, it's, it's propaganda. Do they claim to be a news, like a trustworthy news outlet? Kind of a lot. Well, whether they claim it or not, they have 1.5, 2 million people following them. And like almost everybody you meet in Toronto is following them. It's true. Yeah. A lot of people. So they have a lot of influence. And for them to post that Ari Shafir thing, that means everybody in Toronto was going, oh my God, Ari Shafir's a piece of shit. Like, it's, it's, it's propaganda. The Ari Shafir thing is fucked up. What about Kobe? Yeah, like just, uh, it's just an odd timing thing. Yeah, I mean, he didn't know that the, anybody else died when he first posted it. Like, and the thing was that... Well, that doesn't matter. He, yeah, but also, this is something that he's been doing for a long time. Yeah, Mark was telling me, he's like, oh, he's been making fun of Kobe for a long time. No, but he's I mean, been making fun of every time a celebrity dies, he makes a video saying, fuck that person. Yeah, but like, why? Because his followers like it. His fans like it. Apparently not. This, one, this latest one is bad for him. Like, uh, like somebody, my roommate was showing me, like, he's lo- he's losing a lot of shit. A lot of followers. Yeah, and, and but they'll come back. They'll come back. For people to go, our culture is weird. In but the respect, culture, man. this is this is the thing. You can't make fun of uh, some guy who was worth six hundred million dollars, and has died in his thirteen million dollar helicopter. No, 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 no. I don't think it's the idea of you can't make fun of him. I think it's like what you're saying is that type of attitude is the reason things like Six Buzz don't give a fuck about the Holocaust thing because it's like. Yeah, but one Jewish one Jewish comedian. No, I'm, I'm, view, not, I'm not trying right. to highlight his as a person as the view. I'm just saying like. The animosity to which he approached it. Yeah. I don't care about any characteristic. He could be yellow, purple, whatever. It's just like that's the type of shit that we're we're so trained to do. Like, isn't it weird that LeBron, the way did you see what LeBron posted about it? He's like, I'm just sitting here, it's so hard for me to make a post about this. And then made it about himself a little bit. He's like, I need to take this and like win a title for us or whatever. It's just like it's weird that our culture is oh, somebody passed away, gotta say something about it. Yeah, because then you get shit like, you know, different motivations. Whether whether Ari got lost followers or not, his video went around the world and it made him famous. And people that's all people are people people in a couple months, dude, they're going to watch that video again and go, that's kind of funny because I even watched it again and laughed. Sorry to anybody who's like people are sensitive about it. I, I don't care. I'm sorry. Like Kobe Bryant sucked when it happened. I was upset. I cried that the daughter died. But then I thought about it and I'm like, life goes on. This guy's an asshole who fucking flew a helicopter every day, like know, polluting the environment think like this for a incessantly. Second. You and die and the next day or the day of somebody's like, you're a criminal rapist. And if he was, he was a rapist. He got he, he almost was charged for rape. But so. here's the thing. We don't know that for sure. The reason he did that is because say that. but the reason he did that is because it's crazy to say that and you're not supposed to say that. That's why he said it. I get and it. that's for and that's exercising freedom of speech. And, but that's also his brand too. Yeah, and that's just him. Yeah. And like he said, people were messaging him saying, When are you posting about Kobe? When are you posting about Kobe? Because he does it when celebrities die. This is what he does. 
And, and like he said, if he had seen that the daughter, he deleted the video, but people obviously screenshotted it or whatever, I think. But he, um, you know, he, if, if he, he said, if he knew that all those people died and the daughter too, like he would have, he wouldn't have done it. And, and I understand that, but at the same time, but that, that's not a redeeming element. Like, Oh, if I knew other people, like, no, nah, it's not a redeeming. but it part. should be because why? Who, yeah. Because those people are, aren't well known. They're not figures. So, you know, you feel bad for them. You feel bad. The daughter, she didn't, you know, but well, I personally, the guy, I don't even think it's, this is about Ari. I think it's more about, we don't have a respect for anything anymore, especially online. Yeah. Like there's no timetable for like, nobody even gives a fuck what the exact facts are. It's like, did he die for sure? Okay. Let me tweet about it. It's like, holy mm, fuck. Yeah. But I think the, the, the positive tweets far away outweighed the negative and, and the way people react positively now is, is much different than they used to. And I, I don't totally agree with that because I think that, I think that's weird too, though. They're like, Oh, it's not weird. Thoughts it's and just, prayers it's are just, with you, your family. Like, it's just what it is. You're man. in Milwaukee and you're a grocery, you work at a grocery store right. and you're tweeting at Vanessa. Well, that's like Bryant. I saw comedians crying and being like, oh, Kobe. And it's like kind of weird. That's kind of you're, you're a comedian. Like grow the fuck up. Comedy is dark. Life is dark. You've only been in doing this a couple of years. Once you're doing this 10 years, you would watch Ari Shafir's thing and go, yeah, who gives a fuck? I've met Ari Shafir. I used to, I grew up watching his amazing racist videos where he would pick up five Mexican guys saying he had a job for them and drive them to the deportation office. He would wear a fucking uh, Ku Klux Klan outfit and go into a variety store in a heavily black neighborhood. That's his fucking brand, dude. This is what he's been doing forever. So him making fun of Kobe is no different than it's ever been. It's just the difference is people have outrage culture now and the same people who are outraged that how dare you say that, you know, his daughter died and all this stuff. And, and how dare you say this? They're the same people that think that millionaires shouldn't exist. And that like all these companies like the Facebook should be dismantled. So you don't like people who fly helicopters, but this particular guy, we feel bad that his helicopter crashed. If it was any other rich guy. Yeah, good. You deserved it. Yeah. But Kobe's not just a, any other rich guy. He like, it's so much bigger than that. Why? Why is it bigger? Because he gives a fuck. Because he did things that matter. What? What did he do? He helped a lot of people. Become, really? Did he do more than the people who fucking went to Auschwitz and freed the Jews? No. Yeah, he but, just played basketball. But that's not how life works. Life doesn't work. Like somebody dies and then I'm like, what's the worst thing that's happened in our reality? Compare them to that. Do they live up to it? Fuck them. That's not how it works. No, but like that's like people saying it's teachers just, are heroes. Mothers are heroes. But, oh, but also that. Kobe's a hero. Not everybody can be a hero. But it's not a matter of is he factually. It's just like it's for a lot of people, this individual happened to matter so it's like then you think of all the things but that then people there's for a pe but but for people other people he didn't yeah of course so that's okay too yeah that, no one no, that for somebody totally to totally okay like personally i was i told you i was sad but now i don't care because i don't know him and it doesn't affect me no exactly and all the people who are acting like it but, affects them it doesn't affect them either they haven't thought about kobe since they were 14 years that's old that's not where ari shafir is sitting he's sitting in like uh, i'm gonna post a video and say dude's a rapist you shouldn't care about him dying it's like Okay. It's funny though. I laughed when I saw it. Okay, it's allowed to be funny, and that's not the problem. The idea is like it's just in bad taste in the timing. But off. it's not. But who cares? That's the point. Who cares? Why is it just why, as many people care as the people that don't care? That's the same principle we're talking about. But my point is that he made the video. You're saying it's in poor taste. You're a comedian. Yeah. So so somebody's gonna say something you said funny. is in poor taste, and they might be right. 
but it doesn't matter who's right and wrong because we're we're well, comedians. It doesn't matter who's right and wrong in the terms of like if they're if I'm wrong, okay, in this hypothetical scenario, it only matters if I'm then going to change. That's not what I'm saying. You don't right. have to change. Do your thing. Be you. But to not look at it and go, yeah, that I could have. That was a mistake. I could have done that better. It's yeah, like, but why? Why? Why apologize for? Because he's at the level where he should be executing things. Nobody like that needs to better. apologize, dude. No, That's don't. The thing. That's the thing. Don't be. He doesn't sorry. need to execute better. I watched that video. Totally needs to execute better. He's a pro. Know who the fuck is dead. It was fucking and know funny. Who the fuck it is. To me, it's and like to many jerk people. off funny. It's like shooting the shit with your buddies funny. But if but you're gonna post it on you, your millions of followers Twitter, do your due diligence a little bit. Take a fucking second to know who it is, and then hit. he know who it was. Didn't even know who the daughter was. That the daughter was dead though. But because they hadn't announced it yet. Then wait. Why? Because then you know better. No. Because then he had to delete it anyways. So it's I like didn't if he, delete it. It's gone. Yeah, I looked it up today. Can't find it. What the the tweet? Yeah. So it's like fuck. If that's your brand, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying if you're gonna do it, do it well. Don't just do it for the sake of but, like. But somebody messaged me there. When are you gonna say the thing about Kobe? It's like. Well, yeah, but somebody. You're hilarious, in dude. Our per, in our seat can't doesn't have can't criticize because he's more successful than you well it's not a matter of can't criticize it's an observation of the, the whole context somebody dies you make comments of celebrities dying and you make a joke about it could you have done better it's like me watching a fight being like i watched you train could you have fought better 100 percent. i'm not saying don't do my it, point is dude like, if fucking louis ck died people would say good okay people would say good <sighs> that'd be so the terrible. same people who are protecting kobe saying how dare you make fun of kobe do you know how important he was how important was he won fucking basketball championships he became a millionaire he that's it that's it as what i remember kobe is i go he raped a bitch and then he paid her off and you want to tell me that he didn't okay fine but some but people do you say no he raped somebody i know that he paid a bitch off yeah, but I also know that uh, being black in America with a bunch of money and had that much attention on you and somebody saying they raped you, what's the likelihood? You're going to settle out of court or you're going to be like, ah, the court system's going to help me out. I'm Kobe Bryant. It's a lot more complex. It's just like... But that's but comedy doesn't have to but be I'm, complex. But you I'm don't have to think you. about all these things when you just make a joke. But I'm agreeing with you. All of those things should exist, but it's like, fuck, but Ari, my point is that, fuck okay, yeah, Maybe Ari... I, I personally wouldn't have done it. Okay, I and wouldn't have done it. Exactly. But he does these things. That's what he does. He, I, I grew up watching him on E-Bombs World wa walking with a and to that point, Ku Klux Klan outfit. What I'm saying is he does this thing, and he didn't do this one well. He could have done it better. I don't say think he didn't do it well. I just think that people didn't like it because they didn't because of who died. Maybe if it was somebody else, people would have laughed. Mm -hmm. And that's just how. That's why I'm Maybe, defending. But here's it. the thing: if, if you're was, missing if, information, if a comedian like Louis C. If, if Louis C.K. died, if Bill Bill when Bill Cosby dies, what's yeah. going to happen? People are going to go, "Good, he was a piece of shit." Probably, yeah. Okay. I, I, but I, here's I, the thing: if if Louis C.K. dies and you make a joke about it, and then you find out that there's some like extreme other uh, people detail, would. No, the I'm same saying, people. I'm just saying, like, if there's just some extreme other detail you missed that would be an element to you making this joke. And your whole thing is you make these tragic jokes. Yeah, you missed. You didn't hit a home run there, Ari. It, like, if your thing well, is Well, but this, he, he posted saying, explaining himself today. He posted, like, a whole, like, six-paragraph thing. Which is exactly saying, yeah, I, I, I fucked, I, I missed this one. It's like when yeah, Kevin but Hart said, also I'm not giving, say But he's also, he's also giving people shit in the sense that it's like, this is what I do. As he should. People, people want, should. there are some people that did like it. And if you didn't like it, that's too bad. But I don't think yes. it's a reason to incite violence against Jews. Totally. And to, and, and to wish death upon his life. 100%. And, and to wish uh, and, and to say you're a piece of shit and die. No. You don't like it? Don't watch it. Oh, yes. that's not my type of humor. 
Okay. Yeah. But we live in a society now where people want to just, I don't like it, censor them, shut them down, cancel them. And it's bullshit because it's like, I, just like I said, it's the same people who are saying millionaires, billionaires shouldn't have that much money. But Kobe, it's okay because he was a basketball player. But if you invented a, an app, God, no, you shouldn't have that much money. You shouldn't have a helicopter. That's just so privileged. But if you're a basketball player, fly away. Go fly every day. There's a videos that somebody posted. They're like, for all the people who don't know why he flew helicopters, this is why. And it's literally an interview like this where Kobe's like, well, there's a lot of traffic. So uh wanted to fly because I didn't want to spend as much time in the car. Yeah. That's is that a good reason to fly a fucking well, helicopter? Okay, but where, where where are we in the reasoning of him flying a helicopter? I don't get it. Why is my it point is if for for most rich people in a, get who get in helicopter accidents, people go people th- have the sense to go. This guy's so rich that he was in a helicopter. Who cares? It's a one percent way. We were joking about yeah, it last yeah. Time. It's like who it's cares? Fun. You died like that. That's you know. But are you viewing this as just like a rich black guy passing away in a rich way? Yeah. But it's not that contextually, it's not because he, you know, it's not like you would have, if I would have asked you 10 days ago, you think Kobe's going to die? You'd be like, no, he's healthy. Why? It'd be crazily unexpected. So there's that. Right. Did a lot for children as people in his position have the opportunity. What did he do? The Mamba Academy, just a lot for basketball and kids and helping them out, which for those kids means a lot. And I'm not saying that other people in the aircraft didn't. I'm just saying it wasn't as public. Well, how much could he have done with the, the amount of gas he spent on his on his helicopter rides every day? I mean, how much more could he have done? It, it, is, uh, it, it, it legit is a sad reason why he would do the helicopters because he's so crazy about his work ethic and all that shit. He was getting tired of missing his daughter's stuff. So he missed a recital. Uh, he was in traffic and he's just like, I don't want to miss this shit anymore. So really, is it the element of, is it endearing that he was... Uh, yeah, that's sweet. Oh, uh, my daughter. But he, think but about this for a second. Also, then move. Here's the thing about this for a second. Not and really, I'm playing devil's advocate. No, I mean, fuck. And I appreciate that. And I think anyone listening will. But here's the other element. It's like, okay, yeah, you've worked yourself to a point where you require a helicopter to get you to A to B. Maybe work, don't work so hard. Because, you know, I wonder if you could have asked Kobe whether the fucking thing's going down. It was like, hey, was spending... 18 of the 24 hours a day on your game versus your love and the life and stuff. Was it worth it? I mean, cause that's the first thought. Well, I think that that's why he did. He felt bad about all the time that he didn't spend with family. Fuck and, yeah, man. And who knows? Maybe he did do something sinister with whoever. And maybe that's why also he feels bad and wants to be such a family man. Or he's just such a good person. I don't know. I don't know him, but what I do know is the saddest people about this are rich people who fly helicopters and they're the ones going this could happen to me that's why you see snoop dogs like so shaken and they were good friends okay i get it but like fuck why you guys like so la sucks so the traffic people are texting me well la traffic sucks you don't get it what do you mean what the fuck do you mean (laughs) that's a fucking hilarious statement somebody somebody sent me that uh, when i was on instagram live he goes you don't understand how bad the traffic is here that you need to take a Dude, then fuck the guy's so rich. Then move somewhere else, man. And also, look, this is the. Re- it was foggy. If you if you were in a regular, if you were doing a helicopter ride Real that day, fog. no. But if you were doing a helicopter ride that day, like, like that you paid eighty dollars to do, they would have said, "Sorry, we can't do it today. We'll refund you. We're gonna do it tomorrow due to the weather. We're not gonna fly." He said, "No, we got to get to my daughter's basketball practice." Yeah. Sucks. That's retarded. I'm sorry. I, I just, you're not even, if it was an emergency, 
Why were they flying the helicopter? Because my daughter was sick and we had to get her to the hospital and other, okay, okay, that, and then I feel really bad. Why, why the helicopter? Where were you guys going? Basketball practice in a $13 million helicopter. I mean, that's just ridiculous, dude. It's over the top. It's over the top. I can't, I can't what's listen over, to I, anybody's I excuse to say. I don't understand what's he wanted over the top. To He's in a $13 million helicopter going to his daughter's basketball practice for minor league basketball. It's fucking dumb, dude. What's, I'm, what's dumb? I don't get it. What do you mean what's dumb? The fact that he The fact that he money? fired up the helicopter to take her to basketball practice. Well, I mean, he paid for the mistake with his life. Yeah. And maybe God was kind of going, this and asshole's been flying around a little bit too much. Maybe. Throw him in the side of the mountain. Because maybe. How much? Like... You're so that how above society are you that you fly a fucking helicopter everywhere you go? But what is and the, nobody cares? But you're everybody's on board with it because of because you play basketball. But you're saying the above society part. I don't get what you're the connection. Everybody like, else has to sit in traffic. Okay, you're you, because you're rich. You're choosing to use a helicopter. Did everybody else play for the Lakers for twenty years? No, but well, what does then, that have to do with anything? Because it obviously put him in a financial situation that he might not have to sit in traffic. Yeah, but then th that's too bad. But you're criticizing, like, not that you might not even be criticized. You're just pointing it out. What I'm listening to you is the fact that he died in this one percent way. Like that was his life. If you got hit by a bus, yeah, but that's. Ex <laughs> but the point is that but, if it oh, was Ben, what a saver. <laughs> it's like, no, oh, dude, that's no totally that you're missing the point. If it's anybody else who was that rich and died in a helicopter crash, people would be saying. Well, I mean, fuck. But fuck, again, they'd be saying back, fuck rich people. Back to the original point, he wasn't just anybody else. To the people that care about him. But dude, he's anybody else to everybody else. I'm telling you right now that this is why it's hypocritical, and you need to look at it from a critical eye. I don't know why you're defending him. I'm not defending or him. Or defending any of this. I'm not defending him. Because as you're not rich, so why no. do you think that rich people should but be able to fly helicopters? But what do you mean? Why should rich people be able to fly helicopters? What does that mean? My point is that we're living in a society that says that Carbon tax. What's yeah. your carbon tax? We give Trudeau shit for going on vacation in his private jet. We give this. We give these people shit for for going in their private things and and spending all this ga gas, this carbon okay. footprint that people have. So we have that. Okay. Then we have all these people saying that people should be only so rich because after a certain point, it's just ridiculous, and and the the despair between rich and poor is so great that it's disgusting that yeah. people could do things like what Kobe was doing is fly around in a fucking helicopter, skip over everybody else who dude, there's people who worked probably harder than Kobe at a fucking call center for the last 25 years. No, their lives are way shittier. I'm just saying, and to say no, it's how do you know? There's could be a guy making 300. Well, Kobe's work ethic is extremely well documented. That's one thing about him. That's like widely known. He would just work and work. There's and work. other people who have good work ethics who don't have fucking helicopters. Okay. But when you you're tell telling me, me you're that tell me he to look works at this harder a than, a, than a doctor, I'm not saying he does. You said I bet somebody or, in a, or a 25 year calls. Okay, well that's an example. So I said okay, no so to maybe that. maybe not that, but a doctors, lawyers, many different professions that don't okay. have enough money to fly a helicopter. Yeah, I'm just saying that we're living in we we're so hypocritical that we say people should not be this rich. Corporations shouldn't be allowed to have this much money. Yeah, but Kobe can. Okay. Why? Why is that okay? That's what. That's my point. You can't have it both ways. You can't say. Yeah, but you're talking Mark to me as if I'm the they that per, like says, okay, these people shouldn't be rich. And then when I say, 
he has a helicopter that just the nature of how he died. Like, I don't agree that like there's a, it's more complex than that. Like, mm. I think him dying. I think in you're this, missing the point. My point is simply yeah, that people who are people who are upset about this. Yes. And saying, don't make fun of Kobe are the same, are the people. same people that are like liberal that don't that also think that corporations shouldn't have so much money and people individuals shouldn't be so rich that they're going to vote Bernie Sanders. Okay. Because they want everybody to be more equal, but it, th there's, you can't criticize that this guy was spending thousands, you know, millions of dollars a year in not only gas and maintenance and this on the, on a helicopter, just so he didn't have to sit in traffic. Yes. It's a nice thing to say that, Oh, because I wanted to spend more time with my kids, but it's so fucking privileged beyond anybody else's wildest dreams. Yeah. Like there's only probably about 30, maybe a hundred people in the U S that have that luxury of yeah. flying around in a helicopter. And I'm saying if it was anybody else, especially if it was a white guy, white celebrity, white Zuckerberg people, if Trump died in a fucking helicopter, they would say good. Yeah, but good. Okay. Fuck him. Okay. So how now, can you say I fuck him to this person, but not I understand to that person. more clearly what you've been saying now the whole time. I believe you can make jokes about the fact that it's a helicopter. It's way too different to say if anybody else. And I'm not I know you think these things. I'm more I'm just saying that what I've witnessed is people saying And I hope you understand. I I appreciate that unpacking it for me, me making mm -hmm. sense of it. I I appreciate it. I agree you can make fun of it. But to say like another rich guy, it would be very different. Like Dude, if Trump died in a, in a helicopter like that, but look at all the things about Trump though. Like, did Trump was his, is Trump polarizing in the way that Kobe is polarizing? They're very different. You know, one has the reputation of like talking poorly about race and culture, and one is like this guy worked his ass off and then had a scandal. Well, I don't know what I'm just saying about the general view. The general view, but that's my point: is that the general view that's is what, wrong. Yes, because there's no difference between Kobe is just as Illuminati as as Trump. He he's just as connected as as all these guys he's got 600 he's worth 600 million dollars okay he knows clinton's he knows epstein's see, he but knows don't all you that feel like somebody in your position because now see how we've like okay now he's illuminati it's like you're so right on all these levels but then we try to group all of these ideas together like at the core essence of what happened a really idolized basketball star died tragically then there's all these other things like, okay, the privilege and the helicopter and then what that group's into. So yeah, there's people that are going to rip your head off online because like you go and say Illuminati or whatever Ari said, the things just don't line up for people. It's like, well, what the fuck? I was, you know, he's a basketball player to me. And then now you're saying he's a rapist. I hate you. Yeah. But he was kidding. Of course. But for the, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, like but the but internet he, isn't like, oh, he did that to trigger people specifically what exactly what happened was what he wanted what to happen. What he wanted. And he he's he's not going to get booked less because of it. Maybe maybe the, some people who didn't buy tickets aren't, and then other people will fill that spot and buy the tickets. It's just like uh, you know Ricky Gervais. Some people didn't like it, and some people did. My point is that, you, and and your point is right. Different. People, some people just idolize them and think, okay, but you idolize them. But how many? I didn't fucking know he flew helicopters every day. I knew Kobe was rich. I didn't know he flew every, every day, not just. Dude, like three times a day. Yeah. What's wrong with that? It's extreme, extreme, extreme privilege. You can't, and everybody's, oh, he's such a down-to-earth. He doesn't down-to-earth. But He's do, extremely rich. Do you think denying, or do you think saying what's wrong with that denies the fact that it's extreme privilege? 
What do you mean? Like the fact that I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with him flying a helicopter? Do you think I'm not aware that it's extreme privilege? Well, I think that he gets away with it because because people just liked him for playing basketball. No, he gets away with it because if he's not allowed to fly a helicopter, how the fuck can I have what I have? It's like you get what you can get. You right. know, we this game we've set up. Right. If he's not allowed to buy a helicopter, you're not allowed to buy a new iPhone because you want one. Right. So it's like, I don't know, what's the trade-off here? If I say Kobe can't do that, it's like... I'm not saying he can't. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying that it's shocking to me that the people who are so defending that you shouldn't be able to make fun of him and stuff like this, it's like, I get it if you have a helicopter and stuff. Hey, I have a helicopter. <laughs> like, chill. Like, yeah. I, this could happen to me. But if you're, like, just a regular guy working at some place and you're like, don't you dare make fun of... It's like, but... Do you agree that people like, yeah, you can have a helicopter, you can fly it, but I can judge him for it. Of course. And, and go, and, and if he dies in a helicopter because he's rich enough to have one, it's not like he went, was on a but is tour. It any- it's not like he was doing a tour of Las Vegas and a, the, the guy lost control. You know, he had flew the fucking thing like 10 times a day. But is it less tragic because he can afford a helicopter? Yes. Why? Because he's dying in a fucking, it's like. How'd he die? Well, he spent $40 million to go to the moon. Well, fuck. Fuck him. So it's less tragic? Yes. I just don't get it. It's less tragic because... Tragedy for people me knew is this something... was going to happen. No, no, no. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not expecting like Kobe off, to like, die at 41. That's why it's no, tragic. No, that's tragic. It's tragic that he was so young. The helicopter And it was thing, tragic that yes. other people were in it, it. That, that were innocent. What's not tragic is you fucking... Weren't supposed to fly. They, the they, to, they told you not to fly and you were flying and it wasn't even an emergency. It was to go to a fucking basketball practice and, and like you could have just left early and drove. Sorry. Like, Fuck. like everybody fucking else. And then you would be alive. So, oh, you took so long and you didn't get to do another set of arm curls and, and cuddle your daughter for an hour. Too bad. You're alive. That's just what I'm saying. And it was if, 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 if specifically fog. Let's just drive today. The pilot's saying, I don't want, it's not a good idea. Let's just drive today. No, it'll be fine. What the fuck is that? See, You're but, putting your daughter's life at risk. See, but here's, the, here's where I get some of the people's hate. It's like all of those facts are always true. You run the simulation a billion times. Kobe takes the helicopter. No, but it was foggy and they no, no, were no. told not I, to go. I agree. You run the simulation a billion times. It's foggy. Kobe shouldn't go. Okay. He dies that I day. I feel like we can't release any of this. She shouldn't go. He dies that day, right? So obviously he should make this 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 decision. Yeah. I think what people get caught up in is is like, I don't know, it's kind of disrespectful when somebody dies in a tragic way, whether it's a one percent way or a hundred percent way, to immediately dissect it for what would seemingly only be described as personal gain. Yeah. So it's odd. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, all that's true. Really rich guy, crazy thing he's doing all the time, whatever. But it's like, did a lot for people. Almost every single player on the court of any NBA basketball game has a story which Kobe made their life better. Those people have families and like they probably make more money. Like there's so much of it, right? You know, if LeBron was to pass away, people are gonna shit him, shit on him. But the dude opened a school where people can go to school for free. So right. it's like in that instance, no, it's not the same as another rich guy. Because for for what we know about another rich white guy dying in a helicopter, it's another Goldman Sachs asshole who gave himself ten million dollars. Yeah, but those guys also give tons of money away. 
I mean, probably. And, and I miss, I'm missing an element of what stuff they might do charitably as well. Right. But it's just like they aren't known publicly for that kind of shit. Whereas Kobe's life happened to be documented in a very public way. Right. Yeah. But are you fucking hungry? I am. Let's I go feel fucking bad. eat. I feel like we can't release any of this. Why? I don't know. I'm worried. <laughs> Look, I don't. I, I don't. I'm don't just gonna, be that person. Then no, worry. Don't I'm be not fucking worried. sorry. That's who you are. No, but this is Love this it, is the, this this is how I talk about things, and the reality is, when I found out, I was shocked. I, my first thought wasn't "What a piece of shit, rich asshole." My first thought was "Jesus, this is horrible." But do you Who think else you said has anything died? Wrong? No, I don't. Say, no, but I, you know, people. But I, again, people will take it how they want to take it. But don't but live the, in that. Fuck that. But this is the reality. He, um, you know, was 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 rich. He did good, do th- nice things. He was a good guy. I felt bad, but as a comedian, I want to look at it critically and go, because, okay, if he died in a hospital bed from sickness, I'd be like, shit, that sucks. Cause that's something that could happen to anybody. If he died in a car accident, that's something that could happen to anybody. It's even, it's, it's even worse that he could die in a helicopter. Cause it could only happen to like 30 guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's my point is like, it's even funnier. Exactly. No, but my point is simply people being like, there, there's because of who he is, there's not even a hint of. This guy died in such a privileged way because of who he is. Whereas if it was anybody else, there would be all the people who defending him would be being like, well, he's kind of a piece of shit. But that's all we all my point humans is that, want is that you want to die knowing I did so well in my life. I left such a legacy that people are like, they don't want to fucking shit on me for dying in a helicopter. I hope you. I, <laughs> I hope you, we've commanded the same respect. I know, and hopefully I die in a helicopter one day. I mean, if that's the way it's going to live a long. I know, and then Tasteful people like life. me are just going to be pissing people off forever. But Well, no. thank you for coming to do my show that you didn't like at first but came around to enjoy. I liked it. I just didn't know we were starting. I don't want you to know things. If you're comfortable, forget it. Be uncomfortable. I'm throwing <laughs> things at you. That's an episode of Don't Be Sorry. Ben, do you want to plug anything on there? Ben Bank. I'm listening to my podcast, Toronto Comedy Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, Apple uh, Overcast, Toronto Comedy Podcast. Follow me on Instagram, ben at Bankus. Ben Bankus. Before I get canceled, yeah, which I feel like I have lots of messages on Instagram. I feel like I'm already canceled. Thank you. I feel like people are gonna out. Follow, me. subscribe. We need it, but we'll we'll never stop even if we don't get it. Bye. Yep.